Knock, knock. Who's there? It's John and Dave. Knock, knock. Who's there? It's John Answer and the Dave. door. Knock, knock. Who is there? It's John Why are they and ringing Dave the doorbell? We've John got a doorbell Dave. for a reason. <laughs> John, you have two choices. Okay. The first is you eat better every day, but it's really difficult. Go on. That's choice one. Two, the second is you eat better every day, but it's really easy. <laughs> Man, that's tough. This is already taking too long. That you is tough. Okay. Sorry. Well, okay. I, I, I prefer the second one where yep. you eat better every day yep. and it's yeah, really that's right. easy. That's the right answer. Uh, in fact, I'd like for it to take the form of delicious ready-to-eat meals. Can oh, I add that to the scenario? Mac, you are going to love Factor. Are you ready for factor. pre-prepared, yes. chef-crafted, yes. and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door? John, let's tell them quickly what's not going to happen. Where are they not delivering? They're not going to leave it on the corner. Nope. Nope. Unless you live right on the corner. Yeah, then they're going to live it. They're not going to find a street child. We have those everywhere in 12 South. And street just give child. it to the street child as they disappear into a back alley somewhere. No, it's not going to happen. And listen, yeah. you said dietitian approved. Yeah. Dave, you know this is about me. I only eat food that's, that's dietitian approved. That's why I said approved. it, John. Not only that, but you'll also have over 35 meals to choose from. You come to me and, and you say every week, Dave, I'll take 12. Mm-hmm. <laughs> give me a break. <laughs> give me a break. And it, it is 35, John, meals to choose from. And that's per week, including options like keto, calorie smart, yes. vegan, and yes. veggie, and what we call that the VNV, mm-hmm. and more, plus over 55 weekly add-ons. You'll have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options. Dave, the only question that I'm left with is what am I waiting mm. for? Okay, I'll answer my own question. Okay. Nothing. Whoa. Right? Okay. I'm Just ready for factors two-minute meals. They're not three minutes. You don't have time for that. Two minutes. So I can fuel up fast with restaurant-quality meals, all delivered, again, Dave, straight to your door. Knock, knock, who's there? Factor has everything you need for a week of flavorful, nutritious eats. In addition to ready-to-eat meals, they have cold-pressed juices. Let me tell you what they're not going to do, John. Hot I'm going to be warm-pressed. Not even warm. Oh, no. There was a huge fad in the 70s. Didn't work. <laughs> Smoothies, energy bites, extra protein, <laughs> veggie sides, and more to eat. To eat, to keep you energized. Eat, and they're going to keep you energized, John. During <laughs> frantic times. I'm frantic right now because you're just so, so pumped frantic. Up. I'm so pumped up. Dave, Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options. Ooh. You know I love upscale. upscale. You you're Uptown, upscale, girl. I was going to say. You're- yeah. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing six to 18 meals per week. Gracious. Right? I do 18 for sure. Yeah. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your delivery Anytime. Anytime. Head to factormeals.com slash dadville50 and use code dadville50 to get 50% off. No, that can't be right. No, it is. That's too good of a deal. Yeah. That's code dadville50 at factormeals.com slash dadville50 to get 50% off. That's half if my math is correct. (laughs) It is. Go get it, guys. Dadville. Hi, I'm Dave Barnes. And I'm John McLaughlin. And welcome to Dadville. Dadville is a podcast where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of awesome dadding. It's funny thoughts and deep talks. So please, enjoy your time here in Dadville and enjoy this episode with... Aaron Here we are, Dadville, folks. We, uh, this one's been a, a long day. time coming. This is a It's big been a long day. time coming. We have... Been excited about this, um, and we've scheduled it numerous times, and Bear has just said, guys, not right now. No, 
No, yeah, no. I got big things going. <laughs> big things. <laughs> that would be such a great response. Guys, I've just in one email, I got big things going on. I got big things going on. Big things going, not today, guys. Not today. Not today. (laughs) Big things. Do you think that this is the the, uh, manliest voice we've had? Oh, my God, yeah. In Dadville? Yeah. Golly. Really? I feel like we should put out, we'll put out the regular episode, but we should also put out a bonus episode that's just Bear's voice. Just talking. We we take us out. Just like a sound pack. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) On splice. (laughs) On splice. Yeah. You realize later there's a big thing. There's coming. a band you're not in, <laughs> right? Right. Exactly. It's like charting. You're gonna get yeah. a check in the mail, and you're like, oh, I guess I'm a part of that band. <laughs> God, that would be amazing. I've always wanted to do that to have like the voice, the pitching thing, you know. But like, have it be be awesome if it was my tone. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? If yeah. you could just put it on anybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just um, be like that'd be a lot cheaper way to work. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> you're just sitting like I'm in your... nine bands right now. Yeah. I never tour. Yes. It's awesome. Exactly. I feel like that was sort of the seventies. Like I feel like those guys were just in a hundred bands. Yeah. Yeah. Like that was the craziest thing reading that Eric Clapton autobiography. I'll, I mean that thing was crazy anyway, but like that was a season of music where he has a story where he said, I'm literally sitting in London. This is like early seventies. I'm sitting in London and um Ginger Baker, his drummer from like a couple of iterations mm-hmm. of bands, called him and was just like, Hey, let's play some shows. And he's like, Cool. He's like, Let me just call the band. And he calls booking agents. Be like, we just want to do like fifteen shows in the states. Be like, cool. And like a month later, be like, all right, we got all the stadiums booked. He'd be like, all right, just get the band together. We'll rehearse a couple of days and go do some shows. <laughs> and this would happen numerous times. And yeah. you know, he was that guy too that like Winwood would call, or like mm-hmm. he was kind of that perfect artist where he could also be in the band too. So it'd yeah. be like Phil Collins or somebody would call and be like, let's just do some shows. And he'd be like, cool, I'll be in the band and also do some songs. Yeah. I was like, what a weird time of music to just like, right? let's book 15 random stadium, sh- stadium shows and call it a summer. <laughs> cool, got <laughs> a book. Summer. Yeah. You know? Uh, speaking of stadium shows, Bear, Ryan, we, we are excited to have you here. So what we do, Bear, is we read what we call the brag sheet Okay, about you. There's a lot of, this is a bit, this is a doozy. There's a lot that you've done in your life. Um, so here we go. This is, uh, this is your life. Formed in 98, Need to Breathe, which Bear is the lead singer and... Most attractive person in? Hmm. <laughs> I like you didn't say Maybe. No. I like yeah. you. <laughs> no. That's I think, I think Seth is the most attractive, the bass player, for God, sure. Seth is. Man, he's a good looking guy. He's a good looking guy. Right. Hair. Uh, need to Breathe attracted a loyal grassroots following their uh, first debut, Daylight, and its follow-up, The Heat. Two years later, The Outsiders became their first top 20 entry in the Billboard Top 200 before eventually going gold. That's amazing. During 2011, The Reckoning landed at number one on the Billboard Top Rock Albums chart and number six on the Top 200. In addition to bowing at number three on the Top 200, 2014's Rivers in the Wasteland yielded the platinum-selling Hot 100 hit, Brother with Gavin DeGraw and Multiplied, which garnered their f- first Grammy nod. Meanwhile, Hard Love marked their highest chart bow yet, debuting at number one on the top Billboard, geez, bear, Billboard Top Current Album Sales Chart as the title track Hard Love featuring uh, Andrew Day scored a gold plaque. And they spelled plaque like English, like uh, British, which is always really impressive. <laughs> Along the way, they headlined and sold out iconic venues such as Red Rocks, the Greek Theater, Ryman Auditorium, name a few. The group, the group picked up a pair of nominations at the Billboard Music Awards and received praise from People, Rolling Stone, Forbes, and more. Now, Need to Breathe reflect the freedom of youth on their seventh full-length offering, Out of Body, over a rich soundtrack uh, of soul for rock with stadium, a stadium-sized scope. I love that. 
stadium-sized scope of poetic <laughs> intimacy introduced by the singles Hang On and Seasons. They also just released a new album, Into the Mystery, which y'all did together during the pandemic yeah. in the house in South Carolina. Columbia, Tennessee. Oh, Columbia, that's right. Yeah. Not Columbia, South Carolina, yeah. Columbia, Tennessee. Yeah. Um, which that record is wonderful, by the yeah, way. Thanks, man. God, it's good. I love that record. Also has a solo artist project, which I was jamming this morning. <laughs> Supply and Demand is a bop. That song is so good. Called Wilder Woods, uh, which came out in 2019. So here's the question we always love, which, by the way, that is just, look at how much that is. Look, it's like I have to scroll. <laughs> uh, so I love asking this question. Like, how, so what is, what, if I read that to 15-year-old Bear, what, like, that exactly? I just kind of time yeah. warped in. I said, hey, this is going to be you in, you know, 20 years, whatever. What, yeah. what like, what is he saying? Like, what's... Um, obviously, uh, <laughs> really, when I was 15, I thought this is going to be easy, you know? um, but, I, but way beyond what I thought, you hmm. know what I mean? I mean, there wasn't a, when first I started playing, like the goal was like the first, the rock club, it was a handlebar in Greenville, South Carolina. Oh God. It was like, if we could sell it out, that would be it. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I never thought of a venue beyond that. Yeah. Um, were you so, yeah. was was fifteen? Because I mean, obviously, football's a big part of this. Yeah, which is sports. But is are, are you starting to sing at fifteen? Yeah, a little bit. I think I got the first guitar around that time. Okay. And we were. My dad was a preacher, so the uh, and we were like charismatic. So it was it was like a diverse band situation. My dad came from music, so he liked all that. Oh, I didn't. So it was know like that. these like he used to play. He played trumpet for like uh, Roy Clark and Glenn Campbell and. He was on Hee Haw. Really? That's cool. Wait, 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 wait. Your dad was. Yeah. He was in a band, a horn, like a, like, think like Chicago yeah. era yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. He was in a band um, in college and they got hired to do all these gigs. And it was like the rhinestone thing, pinky rings, you know, the whole, like. <laughs> that, that's a great quality. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. That tells you exactly that's who I'm talking about. Hand. You know what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So th they would get hired as like the horns. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So he was just around it. So when he started his own church, he was a youth director before that. So like okay. when he started his own church, it was like we got to have this awesome band. So it was all these people on stage, um, and that's how I was just like I got to get up there and figure this out. So that's how I started playing. Did you guitar. did you get up there by singing, or did you play like rhythm and then? No. Yeah, I played a little. I actually started writing songs first. Oh wow! For yeah. the church. Yeah. Uh -huh, because okay. I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't good at like, I didn't have anybody around that was like teaching me and I yeah. didn't have, it was like, and I used to clean the church on the weekends for a job. Wow. And they had the like song chart, like a worship chart things would have like chords made out on the sheet. Yeah. 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 Um, and so that's how I learned how to play. Cause I'd go up there. It's like three or four chords. to kind of recognize a song. And then I started writing songs like two months after I learned, you know, GCD. Holy cow. Uh huh. What like what age is that? Uh, probably sixteen. Okay. And and do you then, remember like the very first song you wrote? I don't. Um, I wanted to be in a band right away. The first band I named it Total, which was T O T L. <laughs> Tired of the lame. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> I had a little bit of angst. Oh, you know, I, love I gotta that get it so out much. Of it was there from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, so yeah. okay, so your dad was a trumpet that is, that player is such a fun in a fact. horn group that would get hired from like touring bands would come in and they would hire yeah, take his, on the road, yeah. his horn section. Yeah. Also, a, a youth pastor 
after that. So no, not the same time. After that, after that, yeah. Um, he got kicked out of college a couple times, uh, which probably explains a lot. Um, Wow. And then, uh, yeah, and started doing. My mom and him were choir directors. First job. Oh wow! Um, Is this all in South Carolina? Uh, no, I think the first one, well, I think maybe the first job was in South Carolina, Okay, but, um, he's from, they're both from Alabama. Oh, I didn't know that. So yeah. was this that's like a, that's right. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Okay. So was this like a, uh, some sort of like, uh, you know, road to Damascus moment for him? Like he was crazy and then he found the Lord kind of uh, a thing and then he became a youth pastor? I don't know. I'd have to ask him, um, about that. I think, um, I think. I don't think it not necessarily. I think what he got kicked out of college for really dumb things. One of the one of them was he was cutting uh, circles out of record covers like the size of quarters and using them in the washing machine. Oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, are you kidding me? Yeah, which I think there's got to be smart. somebody. Yes, yeah, somebody <laughs> to, at to the university kind of administration was like, "We got to kick him out," but this guy's going to be fine. <laughs> so, or or, or was like, before be we successful. kick him out. There's some ingenuity here, guys. Exactly. We can yeah. use this power for good if we, if we can harness this. He said his favorite joke in college was to put uh, in the ice cream line at the like cafeteria or whatever. They would put, they would like rig it up, put mashed potatoes in there instead of the ice cream and put a oh syrup over the top gosh. and just watch people take big bites into oh. it. <laughs> that is, so it, is, is he still that. like that? Is he kind of a prankster type? Uh, yeah, he, he always is. was. Yeah. Yeah. So when I was, until I was 10, he ran a church camp and basically he was that guy. It was the late night pranks. He was that guy. And like, you know, they, they had these, um, they had cabins and whatever. And the, and the person in the, in the cabin that was, you really got I'm sorry. I just keep, I'm in my mind. I'm back at Anderson university in my cafeteria watching someone take a bite of their mashed potato cone. Yeah. <laughs> That's That's sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can't remember where I was. I, uh, uh, I, oh, the, late, oh, the late, late night pranks. Yeah, yeah, so he's like at the cabins. Whoever the the dirtiest cabin, you literally would put him on a dock um, by the lake or whatever, and chicken wire in front, and then he would get tons of rotten tomatoes, and the rest of the campers could throw them at the at the kids. No. Yeah, this is before you could get sued for Hell, stuff like that. <laughs> There's probably the golden a, lot of, era. a lot of kids in therapy. That, now that camp yeah. is getting shut down in 2022 while they put the chicken wire up. That's they right. don't even yeah, have yeah. the kids out there yet. So yeah. it's like, yeah, let's go ahead and shut this down. <laughs> this is not going to go anywhere good. It was it was so awesome to grow up like that because there was just no, there really were no rules at that time. Yeah. That's like early 80s. Yeah, it's yeah. like they had a thing, he called it the Screaming Mimi. It was a zip line that went out over the lake, you know? Oh, uh-huh. dude. And so, it, but he built it because he was like, well, you know, we don't have the money to whatever. So yeah. he, literally it's like two by fours is the steps to go up this big tree and then a deer stand at the top. Yeah. And that's where they kind of send them off. But the problem was it was about oh, no. 20 feet from the lake yeah. itself. So you, know? you had a 20 <laughs> right. foot death So he put area. bales of hay down there, of course. Oh, problem solved. And I watched numerous kids <laughs> with slippery hands fall on the bale of hay and like, okay, a couple of broken arms and things like that. But just <laughs> the, the, the thought that that could just yeah. be like, yeah, we'll, we'll, they'll probably be fine. Yeah. So is mom like the kind of sweet, encouraging, quiet type to yes. that? Is yes. she the end of that 100%, game? yeah. Okay, yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah, she's kind of cleaning up the messes. Yeah, she's rational. She's <laughs> sure. <got> she's rational. <laughs> <laughs> so, so in that time with, with football, I mean, because I know sports is such a big part of your coming up. I'm always really fascinated with guys and, and gals and bands, whatever, that sort of come. Because I feel like that's that's a pretty – it's not a well-worn path, but like – you do see a lot of, like, we've had, you know, people on before where 
they kind of did the sports thing and then all of a sudden they're just doing music. It's yeah. like, were those, as you were growing up, was that were those things sort of together? Did you see them competing? Did you sort of always have an eye on like the long game is music here? Yeah, a little bit, especially college. Um, because, you know, um, there was a guy that played before me at Furman that was a quarterback that was kind of into music, which was like huh. kind of the reason I went there in a way. Oh, wow. Huh. Um, and the coaches were kind of cool with it. I literally would play on a Saturday and then my the band would pick me up in the van after the game. Wouldn't ride back with the guys on the bus and go play a show. Somewhere. Was this really? Need to Breathe? <clears throat> yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we were doing probably 60 shows a year probably. Um, in college? When I was playing football in college, yeah. Holy wow. cow. Um, which is crazy. I mean, I didn't study a lot, obviously. But <laughs> <laughs> didn't, some had to, some had to what did you get? A, did you get a degree in something? Yeah, political science. Oh, okay. Yep. Wow. Where did I that come totally from? Totally useless. I was going to say, boy, did I not see that coming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, honestly, it came from the fact, like, I just, I looked, it was a liberal arts school, so I just looked for something I was interested in. I, I really liked American politics. Oh, yeah. And, and so that was, and it only was eight classes, literally, in a liberal arts thing. It was like, you can, you know, so I was like, that seemed doable. I think I can, and I just picked electives the rest of the stuff. So it was like music and, and all kinds of religion classes and stuff. Gotcha. Yeah. So did you, how many siblings do you have? Two. Okay. Okay. They're both younger. Okay. So you're the oldest. Mm -hmm. Okay. And his dad, like, is 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 he with with his background in music? Obviously, you guys with you and Bo doing Need to Breathe. Is he kind of like go get him, or is he like, no, I've seen the dark side? Yeah, he's a thousand percent that guy. He was like, you will not come home if you don't finish, because I got a scholarship. Oh, he was like, you know, you were dead to me if you don't finish college. It's kind of like that. Oh, you wow. don't want to be out on a bus and doing whatever. You know, like he he was very. Now, as soon as that was over. He was a huge fan. Oh, biggest, okay, okay, okay. No doubt. Okay. He just wanted you to get a degree. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was big to him. And I think probably because he didn't. Oh, okay. You know? uh -huh. Yeah. Um, he what's didn't, the What's yeah. the age difference with you and Bo? Like 15 months. And then, okay. and so, then another, his brother sister after that. Yeah, sister. Oh, okay. And it's about around the same. So oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. But and I is mean, Bo in Need to Breathe at this time? No. When you're in college? Oh, uh, yeah, probably in the middle of college somewhere. So he, we first got the band together with some kids on, on the hall of college, of course. No like way. Jim Bay acoustic. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course the Jim um, Bay. Yep. Yeah. Got to have it. And, uh, and, and then we, as soon as I was, I went to Bo, I was like, dude, you've got to learn how to play. Cause I think you'd be great. So he wasn't even playing. Playing at all. That is so I am bad. so fascinated whenever that happens. A million times. When, yes. when it's, when it's like seemingly such a pragmatic decision that it's like, I want to be like we're doing a band. You got to be in the band. You got to learn an instrument and then be in the band. Well, he was a That's showman so already. Like, yeah, he's a very funny guy. Like really yeah. outgoing. Yep. People love him. So like I knew we needed that. Yeah, I, I wasn't that. You know, it's too serious to be that. So dude, that so all of that leads me here. Why are we uh -huh. standing on top of a giant landfill? What like why did you take me here and why do I see so many discarded candles? Well, Dave. Okay. I wanted you to see firsthand. The problem facing the candle industry. Mm. L let me hit you with this stat. This okay. is actually sit down okay. on all those discarded candles. Ow, 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 ow. Yeah, it's going to be sharp. Okay. Almost two billion candles are sold globally each year, and almost all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next million years. Okay, I, I wouldn't say this to a lot of people, John. Yeah. You're not lying to me because you don't lie to me, John. I, I would never lie, especially oh, about candles. I, saw, I told you that the first years. day we met. 
That is Gnarls Barkley crazy. Although I must admit, this landfill does smell pretty great <laughs> compared to what I anticipated. The, you know, the candles do kind of pick that part up, but it's disturbing. Joe. Hey, Dave, yep. you're funny, but this is no time to I'm joke. So okay, the yeah. folks at Notes yep. knew that we all want our homes to smell great. I do. But figured there had to be a more responsible way. And guess what? They found the perfect solution. What did they come Let up with? Let me tell you. If you'll okay. stop interrupting me, so I'll sorry. tell you. So Notes created a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel again and again. And guess what, Dave? Again. Again. Yes. Please don't interrupt me. So you don't become part of the problem. It's so easy to use. The candles are made with fragranced wax beads, and all you do is place the wick in the reusable notes jar, fill it up with the wax beads, enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours, and then just do it all over again when you're ready to get a new one. Oh, so that means I can switch out of fragrances all the time. That's right. That sounds great. I'm checking out their website, and I think I already have my eye on the Centol and Atlas, Atlas Cedar. Cedar. Yeah, I knew that would be Plumeria and Pink Current. Yep, mm. yep, yep. The one that you're enjoying right now. Uh-huh. Smell that? Mm, it's vanilla and pepperwood. Ooh. That's like my two favorite scents. No, and the names of your bunnies, right? That's right. Okay. Yeah, just coincidence. There. <laughs> okay. Did you know that there are thirteen amazing fragrances what? in all? Dave, that's almost fourteen oh. fragrances, handcrafted <laughs> by fragrance experts at their home base in South Carolina. And they are to die for. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Be a responsible consumer while not giving up on high-quality home fragrance by making the switch to Notes. You can build your custom starter kit right now at notecandles.com slash podcast. Right now, Notes is giving listeners 15% off and free shipping when you buy a Notes starter kit using code DADVILLE. Just use code DADVILLE when placing your order. That's code DADVILLE at notecandles.com slash podcast. Danny. Dave. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Listen, as dads, we know it can be hard to have a meaningful moment in the home. You oh, my. I, yeah. I do know that. Yeah. In particular, Dave, yeah. we know it can be hard to pull everyone together on the weekend, especially, yeah. not to mention for a Sabbath practice. Oh, well, that's tough. That's yep. why we really like this new resource called the Sabbath Box. Mm-hmm. It helps you stop and enjoy God with each other. That's right. You know, as a dad slash parent, mm-hmm. which is how I refer to myself all always the time, have, having been. something tangible is key to reminding us each week to stop and have a meaningful moment with our family. The Sabbath box is just that thing. The box is durable enough for the kids to interact with it, but the best part is that it makes us stop each week and spend some intentional time together. The way it works is the box sits on a shelf or hangs on the wall all week long Mm -hmm. and says create and cultivate, Mm -hmm. right? Reminding us of the good of work. Then, on the day that you've decided to stop and enjoy each other, you flip the box top to the other side where it says stop and enjoy. That's right. The box comes with a five-week guide to teach you about the Sabbath, and it includes prayers and scripture you can read. It's all right there. So if you've ever wanted to start the Sabbath but you haven't, Sabbath box is for you. And if you have a Sabbath practice but you want to increase the intentionality or take it to the next level, the Sabbath box helps you do that. Listen, we love it and you should go get it. Visit goodkind.shop and use the code DADVILLE at checkout for 20% off a Sabbath box. That's goodkind.shop and use the code DADVILLE at checkout for 20% off a Sabbath box. But isn't it weird? I, again, boy, this is, this is something I have to be careful about because I could talk about this for hours, but how people have these things in them that they're good at that they kind of don't know they're good at. That is a fascinating yeah. thing. And especially like with you, I'm sure a lot of people growing up with you have been like, yeah, he's an athlete. And it's like, yeah, sure. you heard him sing. It's like, 
No. Does <laughs> right, he sing? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, he actually plays these yeah. three chord songs that are pretty great. Yeah. You know, like, you know, when you're in your teens. Yeah. And then to ha- it's hysterical when you go to your brother and like, hey, you should play guitar. And then it's like, oh, wow, you're, a few years later, you really are good at this. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. And as a songwriting immediately he was good at. And he oh, was wow. like, I remember I was at college, I went home, and he he's like, I wrote, I wrote my first song, I think. I was like, okay. And he had a bass that I had left there. And he was playing it on his lap, open tuned. No. Yeah. He's like, he doesn't know how to play any instrument, but he's uh-huh. just like, he's kind of just literally like thumbing like he's playing pedal steel. On a bass. Yeah, yeah. On a bass. And he sings me the song and the melody's great. I was like, whoa, I think you've got to, you've got to learn some chords so you can do this. Like you have Holy to. Holy cow. And so that came along slowly um, as far as that. But like immediately he was a showman. Like the first shows that we had, it was yeah. like, "Don't worry about it. Just play the pe- the root chord every yeah. time." <laughs> you know, like <laughs> you know, it's funny. I remember, <laughs> like that was kind of. I feel like when I uh, when I first heard of you guys, it may have been y'all were booked by CAA, right? Yeah, Matt Morgan didn't he book y'all? Uh, it was Scott Clayton. Or Scott first, Clayton, yeah. and then Matt by yeah. proxy. Yeah, but I remember um, that was the thing. Like I remember um, somebody mentioned y'all's name, and I was like, "Oh, what's the vibe?" And they're like, "Man, it, it's." amazing music and the live shows just bananas and i was like and that was mm-hmm. especially in our world like that wasn't something you heard a lot it was like the songs are good somebody's great or piano playing but you know it was just rare you heard like you got to see this show and it was yeah. like it was a show it was a show yeah. yeah which is obviously such a you know it's y'all's brand now it's like it's sure. a show like i feel like we it. were on the opposite end of that <laughs> spectrum of like it's like you're hanging out with them. In a- <laughs> you really need to be quiet so you can hear the jokes. Exactly. There's, they have exactly. some funny things yeah. to say yeah. in between. So, yeah. Whatever there excitement, no it's going to get tampered down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're feeling it, he's going to start talking again, and then that energy is going to change. They are just actual musicians. As well as. <laughs> <laughs> That's what no, 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 no. So, so, so with that transition going from – I'm curious about this with athletes, too. Did you – I mean, this is probably maybe a weird question, but – does some of like the discipline of sports or some of that energy kind of manifest itself? In- yeah, and mostly bad ways at first. Really? Yeah, I remember <laughs> You're like just tackling. Oh, dude, it was I was so intense. <laughs> I mean, college football is you know it oh, doesn't man. matter what level. It's like yeah, yeah. pretty. It's just yeah. you know and yeah. and so and they used to do this thing. We would watch film uh, for football on, on Sundays after the games. Yeah, yeah. Bring the whole team in there. Which you would, would you would have had to get back from the gig for that. Yeah, exactly. Jeez, exactly. Go into this meeting at noon or so. We're all sitting in there, and it would be they'd have the laser pointer out. We watch special teams. So if somebody didn't make a block, they literally would just laser point that guy. <laughs> then they would make him stand up in the room, whole team, seventy-five guys in a room, and be like, "I think you're better than that." Dang. You think you're owner, earning your scholarship right now? That kind of like it was intense, you know. And positive so, shame. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's one way to motivate, but um, so I, the first show we no, did, first no. big show, I promise. <laughs> oh no, don't just unbelievable. It. You got a whiteboard don't and a laser. So I, I, we play at my high school. It's like a big deal, and I promote yeah. it like crazy. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, we got 300 people in there. It's yeah, like a yeah, big, yeah, deal. it's a big deal. Yeah. So a lot of bad things happen. Break a bunch of strings. I didn't know if you change your strings, they don't break. I didn't know that. Uh, didn't have a tuner. You know, it's like a lot of oh, it's a comedy of errors so in this way. We had a, a about a 50 year old harmonica player. Oh. Who was kind of a hippie kind of, I don't yeah. know. Anyway, it was really interesting. But we get back, and after, and I'm like, okay, guys, we're going to sit down and watch the <laughs> no, no, I swear. No. Yes. And we get we get to, we're in, the, we're in like the Sunday school room of the church. Remember? And, I, and we get to like the conga solo. And this, this guy that we had just kind of freaks out. 
like he did he gets he gets nervous in the moment and i don't you know how like <laughs> congas are like you hit him a million times oh it's yeah, like, yeah as yeah. long as you play yeah. fast like fine <laughs> but i think like in a in a break of a solo it was uh, he might have hit him four times like it was like so i just no sensitivity at all it's like what is this you know you're better you get the point yeah i'm like like let's rewind this back and watch it up frank so that band broke up pretty quickly it was it was it it was the end of it i mean it was terrible but i and i still have had a hard time learning that lesson for when we went out with taylor swift the it was the first time we'd been on big video screens and all that oh my god and they would give us this little the print of the video every night and i would make it the band watching on the bus and it made us absolutely miserable. Wow. Because it's like, there's a, anything can be, and you're under that sort of magnifying glass, it's terrible. So I, I would say I've lost most of that in a good way. Yeah, yeah, really? yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, See, I, I, again, I'm on the other end of the spectrum. Anytime we would ever get a board mix of a show or there's video or something, I actually just did this thing out in L.A. about a month ago where it's like this really nice like multicam. We did a full show. And and part of the part of the like benefit of the gig is like you Here's can the, you can have this and you can release it and I'm like maybe we will I, I don't want to see a single frame of that I don't yeah, wanna, yeah. I don't yeah. want to see it <laughs> right. but I know that it would be to my advantage to just like to just force myself to watch it because I could be like you know I always do this one thing that I feel like adds a lot to the show and I'm now I'm seeing it adds nothing you know <laughs> right. or yeah. whatever yeah but I just I just can't force myself to to look at it well i mean honestly i feel like that is a little bit like it's it's what y'all do bear but it's like that's like that's the that's if you're gonna be a band that is thinking about literally just even just visuals which to me sadly which is such a just fly over i'm like what does that mean but you got to kind of do that yeah Yeah. and i remember like yeah we had seasons where the band be like let's listen back i was like "Mm, i'm gonna go just really anywhere else because this is the last thing i want to do yeah uh, but two, and I mean, I know you know this probably as well as anybody does, but the the thing I have learned is like, you got to be a little gracious because there is always going to be an energy that's real time that while you may have sang sharp, if you're, if you're there that night, it's it felt great. It's exactly. working totally. because right. it's the room making is people so forgiving. Yeah. There's yeah. no doubt. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think if you're going to watch it, I think what we've kind of made the rule is like, if you're going to watch it, watch some other people's shows as well. Dude, that's what a great, you that's I mean? so wise. And I think that like, you know, I'll give all, you some of my tapes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Check it out. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? It just, you do get away with a ton yeah. and all these little, in, you know, insecurities that you have are not playing out. Right. In front of people. Right. Right. Um, that's all in your head. So did you, did you meet your wife at college? Yeah, you and did y'all? When did y'all get married? Like right after that? Right after. Okay. Yeah. And and, where, and and so she obviously is in on knowing. Hey, music's the thing. Yeah, she was my first booking agent in college. No, no yeah. way. Yeah, uh, you know, like I, we were just enterprising, is what we were. Yeah, you know, the band yeah. was like, we thought yeah. this should be big, and we yeah. just gotta. So like, I wrote a script for her and made a, a company oh, yeah. name and everything. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, you got to call all these clubs or whatever, and we'll do it for almost not. We'll do it for hundred, but tell them two hundred. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, don't take no for an answer. And if they say no, you say. If they don't say no, you call them back the next day. That's wow. fine. I'll call you at eight a.m. tomorrow. And it yeah. was like telemarketing to try to book our band. So we, well, I still have that calendar of of her oh, like writing all the notes. Gosh, and that's everything. so sweet. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah. It's it's. That's got to be helpful because she's in at the bottom floor. Oh, like, it's huge. She's yeah. yeah, yeah. She's seeing the thing and going like, "This is what we're both committed to." Yeah, I'm not envious of the thing where it's like when people get 
big or whatever yeah. that successful thing and then and then go right. try to do that you know make that happen it's um yeah it's it that part is awesome but it's also very humbling because mm. she's yeah. seen it all you know what i mean yeah, yeah. and it's like you want to hear this demo uh why don't you play it to me when it's finished <laughs> you know what i mean it's like, <laughs> it's like so has she ever gone out on the road with you guys uh early days early days a little bit yeah, yeah. Uh, but not too much. She's she's a nurse practitioner now, and she right. she um and has always been like, I don't want to be following you around. That's yeah, not, right, like yeah, I've got my own right. life. I don't want to try to. So she was great about coming to the shows. But now I would say that she doesn't like more than a couple of days. I mean, there's a lot of downtime on the road. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So she likes she likes her own life. Yeah. One of one of the things that I feel like Amy and I have been together. We've been married for for oh geez, sixteen years I think, and. uh but the first seven years that I was touring, that we were married, she came out on the road that whole time. And I feel like now, even though that feels like a long, you know, like way in the past, it, it is so helpful that she knows the road. Like, like you're oh, saying, right. she knows that it's a lot of downtime. She knows that like on any given night at, you know, 6.45, I've, I've been sitting in this green room and she can picture the green room. <laughs> right, she's like, yeah, yeah. I, I know... And I think if she hadn't done that, she may, when she's home with the girls, you know, and it's a rough day, she's like, John's out there partying, probably hmm. drinking champagne. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's yeah, right. yeah. He's in the hot tub. Yeah. Oh, right. Everything's great. God. Could you imagine how gross a hot tub at a club oh, would be? Geez. Oh, there is one. You know that? Norva. Yes. Norva. Yes. I forgot about that place. Yeah. Boy, they want to Petri dish that water. That's like, <laughs> there's an alien symbiote coming out of that thing. So I want to ask. If if we're in the music world officially now, like there is, you know, from the outside looking in, from my perspective, there there is such a, there's like an intensity around need to breathe and this kind of like, I'm curious what fuels that. I mean, it sounds like that intensity was was always there. Like if you're writing out the script, you know, right, right, your yeah. very first pitch yeah. and all that. Where where does that come from? Also, like, where yeah. does that come from at the beginning and now, you know, that you guys are decades into this career and very successful, uh, you know, has it changed or how does that, yeah. what fuels it now? I think, I think originally, um, I think the music or the idea of the music, I, I just grew up with this, like, the charismatic thing was very gospel, hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. so all the songs were like songs to live by or that wow. it was like these like old spirituals was mm -hmm. kind of the thing. And that, that to me, that's what music was. It was like when you're in a bad place, you need something to hang on to. That's what wow. music is. So it, it was really foreign to me. The idea of like the Sunday drive kind of music yeah. when I was younger, yeah. I just didn't. And I wasn't, I didn't gravitate towards that kind of music. Wow. It was like, um, so to me it was like this emotional kind of life thing. and death a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And and so I think that's the way I tried to write songs early on. And mm -hmm. I think that's where that came from. I mean, yeah. and I'm also just like pretty serious, you know, <laughs> driven person in yeah. that way. Yeah. And probably too much at the beginning for sure. Um, but I think that's where it came from. I, I would say now, um, I would say the intensity, it's, it's different. I would say the amount of work we do is equal. Mm -hmm. You know, like I think how we think about, we're about to go out one, one Republic and like that's all. Like I, I designed the whole stage set and wow. I'm having it made out of cloth and all this. Like, I, like I'm really into that thing. Yeah. And I think we have, as a band, we just have a ton of conversations about that. It's very intentional. Like this next, the themes of the next record and all that. Just like really, but 
I'll say what's changed probably is is how hard um, failure hits me. Huh. <laughs> I think you know it that you said life and death. That's the way I used to think of the band. Like I, you know, there was a time when I, if you'd have said like, "Hey, you know, I'll cut your hand off and you'd be successful," I'd be like, "Take it." Yeah, you know, I was yeah, at yeah. that level yeah. of like, yeah. I don't care what happens to yeah. me, we're making it. Yeah, um, and I don't, I certainly don't have that now. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Um, just a, it's there's a much more healthy sense of like. I think we think more about the process now, which is like a kind of a football thing in a way. Yeah. It's like that idea of like, I have this amount of time. I'm going to work really hard on it. But when that's done, I'm not going to look back and second guess it. Yeah. Yeah. Like that was my best ever for the amount of time I had to do this. And we're okay with the results, whatever yeah. they are. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the, that's where the band is now. So, so it's much happier. Yeah. You know, <laughs> our whole When did that shift start to happen? Um, probably realistically, I don't know, seven or eight years ago. Um, and it's been more and more, it just feels like it's, it's more and more healthy on the road. Um, you know, a way to think about the stuff. Um, but that's been, it's been a work in progress Mm. because Uh it was kids that that. kicked off the change or, uh, no, about, about 10 years ago, 11 (laughs) years ago, I had just like a major rock bottom kind of moment. Um, and I won't get too far into it except to say it was just like a really rough couple of years. Wow. And it just made me reassess all that, you know, mm. clearly like this was not sustainable the way I was mm-hmm. doing it and I was hurting people around me. And, and, um, so I think that was the, the, like, was the some, was some of off. the, uh, what got you into that place? Was it that drive? Was that sort of need for like, oh, I was miserable, just miserable from like, that. Yeah. I think, you know, I can think back to like the Taylor Swift tour was a great, like to me divider in time for mm-hmm. us because mm-hmm. it felt like we, you know, I think when we got on it, we thought, oh, we're about to blow up. This is about to happen for all this stuff, you know. And then we're playing in front of, like, really nine-year-old kids, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't the same kind of yeah. response we were hoping to get. And we're still trying to be a rock band in that scenario. And it just – we would just drive so hard to try to make, a, like, any fans on those shows. It was just like, this is life. This, and it, it made us so miserable off stage um, that you just – when you're that miserable and you still have to play the show – you know, you find ways to numb that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's right. basically, it's like, it's, yeah. it's like, you can't really compartmentalize it totally just as a healthy person. So yeah. you figure out ways. It's like, well, I'm going to mm-hmm. drink a little bit more and now that'll quiet those demons right. until I can go out and play the show. Right. And right. we just start that cycle yeah, again, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and I think, I think I still struggle with that at times, but not near to the degree. Johnny. Dave. John, 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 Johnny. Dave. John, when do you feel the safest? Um, I'd say right at this moment, you know, mm-hmm. or whenever I'm in your presence, just oh, generally. Oh, God. Yeah. I feel protected. I would yeah. say the same, but if we're mm-hmm. being honest, it's whenever I use ExpressVPN. Yeah, I figured that that was my biggest competitor. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, so have you ever browsed an incognito mode? Ooh. You know, it's probably not as incognito yeah. as you think. Exactly. So how do you actually make yourself as invisible as possible online? You use ExpressVPN like I do. Like you do. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a $5 billion class Oof. action lawsuit. That's $5 billion against Google in California yeah. where it's accused of secretly collecting user data. Mm. Google's defense? Yeah, what? Quote, incognito does not mean invisible, Shh, unquote. Turns what? out that even in incognito mode, your online activity still gets tracked and data brokers still get to buy and sell your data. But every time you connect to ExpressVPN, 
you get a random IP address shared by many other ExpressVPN customers. That makes it harder for the third parties to identify you and harvest your data. Harvest your data is three of my least favorite words. That's right. Best of all, ExpressVPN is super easy to use. No matter what device you're on, phone, laptop, or smart TV, all you have to do is tap one button for instant protection. So if you really want to go incognito and protect your privacy, secure yourself with the number one rated VPN. Visit expressvpn.com slash dadville and get three extra months for free. That's expressvpn.com slash dadville. Go to expressvpn.com slash dadville to learn more. What What is that in that season like as you're walking through that and, and you're sort of finding yourself in this rhythm where you're like, okay, I'm kind of, you know, and you're starting to get a little bit of like, okay, what that's got to be weird for a marriage, obvious ways, sure. but also because you're not struggling with this at home. You know what I mean? It, so it's one thing to kind of have yeah. a hard time with something when you're around your spouse and you're kind of battling through something together. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's got to be such a different thing because the venue changes. It's like yeah, it's this long distance. I found uh, to me, it's I found out that it, that even though it doesn't, the circumstances are not as like pressurized at home. Yeah, they there's still those things are still there. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And, and and I would say my wife notices way before I do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, even from a distance. Yeah. Wow. I think there's always like I I would use that analogy of like, you know, we're walking towards a cliff. I'm in a fog. I don't know what's there and she you know, she can see yeah. it. Yes. Right. You know, and I there's an element to that that I feel um that's true. Yeah. And so and it's really I'm just you know, I'm stubborn to that. And, and, and I think it's just the natural thing with the road stuff. And even you can say that as a parent too, Yeah. where you, you, you quit listening to yourself. You don't really know how you're feeling. Hmm. You're just like, oh, I, I just got to do this job. Yeah. Like I got to, you know, uh, perform for whatever reason. Yeah. And right. I think to me, even in this last year we just did, that was, it was a huge kind of like eye opening thing for me. Cause it's the first time we've toured since, the kids have been older or old enough to like really know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And it was incredibly lonely to me. Hmm. And I don't think I realized, you know what I mean? How that was affecting me at the time. I didn't even know I was lonely. I just knew I was mm-hmm. like this. I don't really want to be here today. I don't mm-hmm. know what's going on. You know, yeah. the whole day seemed longer. And, and, uh, and it wasn't until I got home when I was like, man, I've been in a bad way. Wow. And, you know, counseling and all that stuff, just kind of like digging deeper. And it's like, man, I was really lonely. I miss wow. my kids, you know, yeah. like probably more than they miss me. Right. Right. Um, and I, and so since then we've like literally made tons of changes in the way we're going to tour. Cause it just, cause we're a, we're at that place. We're able to do that. Yeah. You know, um, what, what do you do about that? Like, what does it look like? I think like for me, like, you know, we're, because the rock thing has never been this weekend warrior thing. Like country yeah. is, you know, um, we would just go out forever and right. just, just right. stay out. So, we're kind of doing this every other weekend thing. We're always like, just give me, you know, every seven, eight shows, I need two days at home. Yeah. Let me fly home and do that. Or let's find a couple of days off on the road where I can bring the kids out. Yeah. We can actually do stuff. Yeah. Not just, yeah. Um, so that's a big part of it. And just, and, and also just, you know, trying to say no to some things, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that gets harder and harder. It's yeah. just like, yeah. well, you got to do this. You got to yeah. do this radio show. You got to do this. Yeah, yeah. It's like, do we? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, w- I would think that the Taylor Swift tour um would would have helped with that because at, at that time you know it's 2011 you were handed like hey this is the biggest tour in mm-hmm. the world and you guys are on it and of course you would you would feel like okay this is a, i mean if this isn't our like shot or whatever you know for lack of a better word w- you know what is 
And then you go through all that and you real you come out the other side and you realize like, you know, anything from that point on that is quote unquote like we have to say yes to this. I would I would imagine it would become easier to get a better perspective on all those yeah. things. I you think know? that I think the tricky part is that, you know, you're looking to your career or the music or the response from the crowd or whatever, just like naturally, you're looking for that to give you satisfaction. Yeah. You just never will. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that's tricky about it. Cause on that tour, I remember we had all these days off cause there were like some stadium tours in it and all this stuff. So like we would do secret shows. Yeah. So we ended up playing 140 shows in seven months. Oh Barely. my God. <laughs> insane. Yeah. And so, and we were doing that because we weren't getting the response from the crowd the night we were playing with yep. her. So like, well, let's play tomorrow night in a club for 300 people. And we would play for two and a half hours. Just like, Jeez. and we would get this little bump from that. You know what I mean? And then the next night sucks. And then it's like <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. that sort of cycle. But the truth is like in the end, even those little things never are. Yeah. There's always like the night after Red Rocks. There's always like, yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so absolutely. You're in the middle of Iowa somewhere yeah. after you played Red Rocks the night before. And it's yeah. like, well, and so it just doesn't have that same, mm. you know, there's a reason that all those guys, you know, in the seventies or whatever did drugs and all that yeah. just because it, it really is a little bit of a, unless you can have a perspective of like, you're not doing this for yourself. Mm. I think, oh, that, wow. I think that ultimately is like, if I can, if I can settle into that, um, I thought Chris Martin Coldplay does that, like that maybe better than anybody I've seen, you mm. know, in the sense of like, this is about you guys. It's yeah, we're a part of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But like I'm here yeah. for this unique yes. moment tonight, yes. and and that might be ten of you, it might be ten thousand, whatever it is. I, if I can get my head around that, then there's a there's big satisfaction from that from mm. that serving piece. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if I'm if I'm just looking for the response, like it just it always is lower than you want it to yeah. be almost. Yes. Right. Yes. God, that's such that that is. Uh, I, I laughed. I was talking to somebody about this like in the last year, but how I feel like the first sign of maturity I maybe ever had about my career was realizing I'm still in the service industry. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like that's, I can always tell when an artist has grown up is when that becomes a part of the conversation. When mm -hmm. you see somebody sort of go, Oh, okay. Sorry. Took me a while. I guess <laughs> yeah. this isn't really about me after all. Right. Yeah. You know, but really trying to give people some sense of, you know, I hope you got what you came here for tonight. And I just want to make sure everybody's enjoying it or mm -hmm. get the thing that they, the moment they came for the couple moments they came for because you're right, you, you sleep better. You're just not quite as, there's not, for me, there's not that, how did I do, how did I do? Oh my gosh, I missed that note. What right, did I do? Right, it's right, more like, yeah. you know, I've, I've found yeah. that I do that a lot um, where I'll, you know, bump into people after the show or like if you're hired for a private gig or, or like something where somebody books you for it, kind of going, to the, hey, how'd y'all feel? I'm like, man, we loved it. I'm like, that's okay. That's, that's the all, final That's call. what we're doing. That's yeah, what, exactly. so we, we move on, you know, yeah. instead well, of. If I could, you know, press a button and, and take social media out of existence i probably would press the button but one good thing that does come from social media is all those stories actually we just did a father's day episode where somebody wrote in and they were talking about this matt carney concert that they went to and they kind of gave this whole backstory there was this beautiful story uh, that you know culminated in them going to this matt carney show and matt who, who knows if when he's on stage at this show has any idea that this couple out of all these people have this story that would be so meaningful to sure. him as a yeah. as a musician, um, and I think social media is a platform where we can interact with our fans and kind of hear some of those stories. Yeah. you know, 
Yeah, especially, I mean, like I think about the old days where you could go to the merch table or whatever. Right. You know, and, and just, or you can actually meet people and uh, hear their stories. Just plug like, in. It yeah. was just like a love tank. Yeah. Just right. like, tell me. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me. <laughs> yeah. But Plenty. now, you know, now it's like, it will go, we'll go a month without seeing a yeah, fan. That's you right. Know, it's, yeah. like, it's like you're in, and even those big shows, you walk off and it's just, it's in the dress room, it's quiet. You know, <laughs> you know, one of the, yeah. I don't know if you've heard this episode. I, I, if I ran like a singer songwriter artist school, I swear, I think the first thing that I would have, and I don't care if it's like a kid who's twelve that's really great, and we're like, he's like, I want to be an artist, or it's a fifty-year-old man who's like, I'm gonna actually try this for the first time, because I think it would make sense to all of them. Required listening for me is there's a broken record episode with uh, Rick Rubin and Andre Three Thousand. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It is required listening. I've never heard. I mean, I, I, Rick Rubin is a genius, but sure. I've, I, I, real talk. I've always been kind of like, what's what is he? What's he? Do? <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah, I know. like because I've had friends that have worked with him. He's and like a glorified t- motivational. Well, poster kind of, kind of. of. <laughs> yeah. And I've had friends that have worked with him and like, yeah, it's interesting, man. He's kind of. He's not really sleeping on the couch. He, well, he like he'd not be there half the day and kind of poke in and be like, mm-hmm, and then he'd leave you. But listening to that interview, I'm like. That's why, because he sits with Andre and he, Andre's just like, his heart is just filleted wide open and he's super vulnerable. And he's talking about like frustrations and the reasons why Outcast hadn't put what reasons why yeah. he hadn't like how he's kind of lost his way a little bit artistically. And you hear Rick, he is like, just like Sherpa. He's kind of holding his hand and, and he'd ask questions. And Andre would be like, oh, I don't, I've never thought about it. But one of the things that Andre, Andre says, probably five or six things that, I was on a run list that interview and I stopped running to type them on my phone because like sweat pouring on my phone. Yeah. Cause they, but one of the things he said that I think about all the time, he's like, the thing that is so hard about the more successful you get in music. And the reason I bring it up is kind of what you were just alluding to. He's like, the bigger the crowds get, the farther away they get physically, yeah. physically, because right. the bigger that, you know, they push them back a little bit more. And then it's like, you get in arenas and stuff and whatever y'all are playing. They're, they're the way back there. Yeah. And so that interaction that, you began your career in, which is so symbiotic. I mean, there is yeah. a kid with his hands on the, right. the you know, <laughs> yeah. he's slapping your feet and you're, yeah. yeah. And it's like, you're rocking the thing. All of a sudden that kid is 50 feet back, Yeah, you know, and, and you're just squinting to see if anybody's even yeah. there. Cause you just can't, the room's dark or whatever. And it really was, I mean, obviously the analogy works too. It's like the mm-hmm. big, you get the further people tend to get your fans, the, you know, your listeners yeah. get further away. And so to your point, it's so true. You can get done with these shows. You're like, I think I did well, but like, I don't <laughs> really know. <laughs> yeah, totally. You yeah. know? Yeah. I think, I, and I think the band has got, it's nice, you know, because everybody is a grown up now, which yeah. is awesome. You yeah. Know? And we're very encouraging of each other. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Which yeah. I don't, we did not have in the past. It was basically like, yeah, do this or, you yeah. Know, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. consequences. Yeah. yeah. Whereas now it feels very, even in, and, and people are quick to apologize. Mm. Not that they need to, but yeah. just like, Hey man, I screwed that lyric up. I'm, they're like, dude, nobody yeah. is yeah, all yeah, good. Yeah. It was yeah. great. Yeah. The thing you said after was awesome. Yeah. You know, so when that, you know, you have that, that's, that's obviously ultimately the thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know how. Um, yeah, it's it's hard to do. It really is. But like it would to, make sense to me too, even if y'all didn't know you were doing this, even at like an osmotic level, that to go from one night with Taylor to three hundred the next night, because you're like, oh my god, I need this connection. Yeah. There you are. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. the people. I yeah. see their eyes looking at me. I see the yeah. guy sweating, dancing, and play, you know, yeah. because you you really are like, 
it was like you need a hit again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and it's da- it's dangerous. I mean, I think I think when we talk about it a lot, like that's so. Then what happens is you need you need this connection. Yeah. But you want a connection without rejection or the possibility of rejection, right? Which is oh, not man. really connection. <laughs> so so I think to me that's where I'm at. Like with it, I'm always like just trying to be careful about that part. Like, yeah. If I put too much weight on what they do back. Yeah. You know I'm automatically in a bad relationship yeah you know and so i think that's that's i still struggle with that still kind of working through it well you posted uh over the last couple days you guys posted these videos of you guys reading (laughs) oh yeah yeah, right mean tweets (laughs) or whatever which i i love those videos how how do you how do you guys deal with that how do you personally deal with those kinds of i'm less and less on there to be honest i I think i'm like Mm. at least in the in this way like i've i've had um like when I was doing the Wild Woods project, I just had someone basically send me the things that were Pertinent. like things that I might yeah. need to know. Yeah, just send me a screenshot so yeah. I'm not looking through all the bad stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it and it's just it's obviously gotten worse and worse. And I think probably a lesson I learned was like on the after COVID thing, there was all there just was a lot of social media griping just because mm-hmm. everybody's at home and they're upset and they're yeah. lonely and sad and mm-hmm. all those things. And I feel like we went out and and because of the COVID thing, but also because my brother left the band like a year or two before that, it was, mm-hmm. it was, it like what you read, you know, on a oh, Facebook yeah, thing yeah, was yeah. horrific. Yeah. And we go to the shows and if I didn't have never read that, I would yeah. never know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And, and even some of these people that are making those comments are in the front row. You know? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> and they're having a great time. Was, exactly. And I was like, wow, this really represents such a small percentage yeah, of yeah. people. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't even necessarily like they're not even wording it well. They may they they're just insensitive. You know what I mean? Like they're they're actually still our fans of the band. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it just um so I think I think that to me was a, a at least an eye opener of kind yeah. of like man, night after night. I was like, wow, this does not all this riffraff that's going on, yeah. it's like not affecting the show really. Yeah. How yeah. do I need to let that affect me or yeah. worry too much about it? Um, I think, I think we, you want to have uh, a healthy, whatever that is, uh, level of respect for your audience. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, like clearly we are doing it yeah. for them. Yeah. And, and so you want to listen if there are things that you're missing. Right. You right. Know, if tickets right. aren't go- like, that's been, always been a thing for me, ticket prices and where and yeah. how that process yeah. goes yeah. and all that is yeah. always a fight, you know? Yeah. Because you do want it to be the best experience for your fans, but you've right. got to figure out how to pay for all the lights. Right, you know? right. <laughs> so you've got to figure out cloth. that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so how do you, you know, so I think there's a level of that. I'm trying to serve that. Yeah. But that when it becomes about, you know, these opinions or hateful yeah. things, it's like. It, one, of, one of my favorite things, I got emotional hearing this. Uh, I was listening to Questlove Supreme. I love his podcast. And uh, he told this story about being, I've, I've told this story a lot, but he, I think it's in Italy. They were playing with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. So the Roots were opening for Red Hot, Chili, Red Hot Chili Peppers. And Quest is talking about like, he's like, it's one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life of playing music. Um, I think Flea or somebody in the band had said like, hey, make sure to check out the show. I'd love to get your thoughts. Because, you know, I didn't realize, but Questlove does a lot of like uh, MD stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. And... um he said, so I watched the show and he's like, I noticed that about every three or four songs, they would just stop playing and, and congregate in the middle of the stage, like a powwow. And they'd start playing it. And he's like, that was my first note was like, don't do that. Like it kills the momentum. He's like, just, are you, do you not have set lists or whatever? So right. show gets done and he, he goes over Flea and he's, Flea's like, hey, what's your name? He's like, hey, um, what, what is, what are y'all doing? Like, what is the little... He's like, are y'all figuring out the next song? He's like, no, man. <laughs> I mean, this blew my mind. He said, um, 
we get together and we're just encouraging each other. <laughs> he goes, he goes, what? Well, yeah. He goes, literally, like, we'll yeah. just, I'll be like, Chad, dude, God, that drum fill, bro. And he's like, Anthony, God, you nailed that chorus. Like, yeah. that's great. And then he said, at some point in those, they'll go, guys, can you believe we get to do this? Look at yeah, all these yeah, people. Right. How amazing right. is that? <laughs> like, kill They've me. been doing yeah. it for like 30 years. But, but I think the thing that I thought about with that, and, and it's kind of what you're alluding to, Bear, is I think you got to do it for that long to actually get to that place. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, you right. got you got to have to put, you got to put some miles and years into going where you are now, where you're going, like, what a gift. Like, I want to serve this crowd. Like, we get to, but it, it wrecked me. Like, I almost yeah. crashed the car because I was just like so overwhelmed by yeah. these older guys that are going, God, can you believe? Look at all, like he yeah. said it was in Rome or whatever, and he's like, you know, I was just telling Chad, like, dude, dude, look at all these people out here. Yeah. You know, instead of yeah, like, yeah. dude, what the hell? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. We have. It's, I'm super jealous of this. Like now we have this like really intricate talkback system, which is like, yes. uh-huh. so we were all wearing yes. in ears and everything, yes. you know. But so like Josh, our piano player, has this. He has a couple actually, so he's like one that goes to everybody in the crew, just the band, you know. Oh wow, wow! And so, and but I can't have that because they're always talking while I'm talking. You know, (laughs) right, right. (laughs) But we record everything, and I've listened in a few times, and it is the best because that's what it is. That's so great. And so, wait, are you hearing Josh's talk back? Not while I'm while you're talking. No. No, so no, that's okay. that's so I'm the only one who's not hearing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cause right, you're yeah. singing. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm either singing or like just talking to the crowd. He's yeah, yeah. he just messing with the. Yeah, yeah. And they, and it's always that kind of so super encouraging. And like after the fill, he'll he'll literally be coaching them. Like here comes a fill, Bubba. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> let's go. You know, he does all this stuff. It's great. Like I want to release Dude. that at some point. Dude, I think people like, would love. That. I would love that. Um, so I'm super jealous of having. I yeah. wish I could. I'm yeah. always like, what are y'all laughing about? Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, what? You know I, I, there was a time where uh, Trey Smith was our front of house guy, and he would do that. He would have he would be back at at the front of house board running sound, and he would do a talk back just to the guys in the band, and I couldn't hear him. Yeah, but he would always have like mid song, he would have them do something like, "All right, guys, uh, at the downbeat of the chorus, you guys have to turn around and look." at the back of the stage right. for two beats and then come back. And I, and I would just be seeing them. Like, yeah. And I'd be trying to guess, like, what was the what cue? Did what are they supposed this? to be doing? Yeah. yeah. So, so, okay, so so you have, is it three, is it three boys? Yes. Three boys. What, 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 so what has that transition been like? Like, I mean, obviously you've always been dealing with people. Like you're in a band, you deal yeah, with people sure, all the time. Sure. Now you're just dealing with tiny people yeah but like what what is life like now with you having this family you, you've gotten you know it sounds like uh with shows in the road you're kind of getting that to a place that's you know you're, you're it's manageable and you kind of know what you're yeah. doing a little more like what does life look like now with with that with like a family with the road with shows music? yeah it's it's pure insanity it's like um uh, it's harder by far hmm. i mean i would say if i have all three of them on myself like one day of that is like a month on the tour. That's that's how hard it is. Yeah, that's great, yeah. man. Because I'm like, I don't, I'm not. Yeah, I've told my wife that she's like, I'm like, I'm not a good babysitter. You yeah, know, like yeah. I don't want to. She's like, well, you're not babysitting; you're your own you kid. <laughs> I'm like, I know, but it just feels like, right. you know, right. like especially with a one year old. You know, it's like he's a he's. I mean, just a, he's a crazy person. Yeah, he's just yeah. like relentless yeah. and just. 
and and I'm like, I'm just trying to keep him from dying. Yeah. I'm not. I'm. We're not communicating yeah. or anything. It's not like it's not we're having these quality moments, you know. So the hard thing has been to me, or the interesting and fun thing too, it's just the individual. They're three totally different people, mm, yeah. totally different motivations, totally different personalities, and 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 getting to know them and and in the midst of that chaos is been is the biggest challenge i think yeah. it's always like i got to find a way to get wilder out for a couple hours just me and him yeah yeah because we can have yeah. a conversation that he would never have with his brothers around right. they all act totally they act like crazy people when they're neck when they're with each other yeah, yeah. right pure fighting all the time yeah yeah and then you get them off on the side and they have these great brilliant thoughts about yeah, life yes, you know? yeah yeah um so that part is awesome i, I mean i, I think the most of what you write is influenced by it, mm. you know, cause you're just seeing yeah. yourself. And, and I think as a, as somebody who is very serious, <laughs> um, growing up and all mm. that, it, the, the, the sort of mirror of, of childhood and, and what sort of trauma does and how it all influences that. And all yeah. that is like, it's just weighs really heavy, you know? Um, and I think, I think you learn a ton about yourself watching the kids in there, you know, you see yeah. when they're nervous going out on the basketball court or whatever, you see all this, like, I'm like, that was me. I know exactly what this feeling yeah. is like. Yeah. How did I have that? You know, what was right. that insecurity that was causing that? And, and, um, so there's been a lot, I would say the last, especially the end of mystery record, the most recent one, there's a ton of stuff, um, yeah. about that, mm-hmm. you know, about what it means for me to be a child again. Yeah. So like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and because it obviously is, that's it. You know, it's yeah. like you're sort of, I'm trying to make peace with these things that happened to me years mm-hmm. ago that have formed this crazy driven person that right. can't have fun. You right, know? right. And, but, and these kids just have it naturally. Yeah. Know, they haven't had that situation. So I'm, I'm so curious about this. Like, you, so you have these three boys. You have a brother. You guys have been through all, you know, ups, downs, all the things. Because it always, all of us are informed by our experiences with our kids. We're looking yeah. at our kids kind of going like, I know some things. I know some things I want to change. I know some things that were great. How, how is that informed? Because, I mean, you've spent so much time with your brother. How, and you've got three little brothers. You know, get these three right. little dudes, yeah. you know, yeah. and you've, you're well-worn in how to be a brother and all those things yeah. and, and making music and all these things, having successes, all these things. How, how is it – how are you thinking about that with them? Like, what are the things you kind of feel like – Probably the biggest thing, I think think there's all kinds of things, but the biggest thing I think is, you know, our oldest is dealing with some stuff right now, some like hyperactive stuff, you know, just, just, you know, and, and so he's, we've been taken to this place, this place, nurture house and amazing. Like we're just, we're doing all this like behavioral therapy and and now we're the place like, do we go the next step? Do we do whatever? So, but I think, I think in the midst of all that, like all of them are going to have their own challenges, um, trying to like give them uh, trying to let them know that the standard doesn't change. Hmm. Um, you know, like analogy I would use is like when I was playing football in college, like all the skill positions players had these summer test run things. Oh wow. And the skill position players had the same time, but like the guy, my, my quarterback is a guy, he's a coach at Billy, at Florida now, Billy Napier. Oh yeah. Right. Well, he was slow. He ran like a five flat 40 maybe, you know, wow. but I'm a four, four, yeah. you know, yeah, but yeah. I've got the same time. So what, so he had to work harder to get to that standard and, and I, and it's not that, Hey, you got to meet the standard or we don't love you. It's not that, but just like behavioral things and those mm-hmm. kind of things. It's like, Hey, the expectation is the same. You're going to have to work 
harder at certain things and everybody's got mm-hmm. their own gifts and mm-hmm. so i think that's big i think with siblings it seems to me that that especially when it's brothers mm-hmm. because yeah. there's a big time competition thing it's like now you know everything that the oldest one plays the younger one wants to play or yeah who's better and yeah all right stuff. right it's like it's like look we're gonna judge this based on what we actually see not what we think yes. you're capable of yeah, or not yeah. what, you know, we're hoping you right. can, you know, we can right. encourage you to do. Right. It's like, yeah. so I think that, I think that's big for them growing up, you know? And then the other thing is just, um, I don't know. I think as a parent, I'm just, I'm trying to, uh, just give them a dose of humanity. If that mm. makes sense. Yeah. You know? And that's mostly maybe through me, mm. you know, being like, um, giving them some like backstory to what I'm struggling with and those yeah. kind of things. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. I try to, I try to frame that conversation about why we don't lie, you know, based on the fact like, listen, I struggle with that too. And here's the reasons yeah. why. Yeah. It's not because I'm just trying to get away with it. It's because I'm worried that this person won't love me. Mm. They find out the truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. do you feel that way? You know, yeah. like we kind of, yeah. So I think, I think that to me, um, I don't know. It's the two like major things with the, yeah. with the guys. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and luckily they're just growing up in a totally different environment. Yes. You know, I mean, I think early 80s was a great example of just like it was just a really weird time to be a dude right yeah <laughs> yeah know? i mean it's like it was like in between like there was a time when the where it was horrible to be a dude but like everybody's okay with it you know what i mean right. yeah <laughs> and then yeah. the 80s are like like it's it's like you're trying we're, all the christians were trying to get dudes to be terrible you know what i mean but we knew it wasn't good you know it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's just a really confusing time to grow up in. It's like, be a man, you know, don't be wrong. Oh, just be like, just... <laughs> you know, that is so true. expect a lot of your wife, you know, whatever. Yeah. Just like, I don't know. That's, that's what the eighties to me was like. The yeah. sermon was kind of like, you know, expect wives, a lot you know, of don't your... say much to your husband when you, they come home, you know, like give them an hour. Oh you know, my whatever. gosh. <laughs> Anyways, we're just living in it. I just feel like we're living in a more like emotionally aware yeah, time, right, which right. is awesome. For yeah. Boys. You know, yeah, yeah. So I probably will be look, looking back at this. I mean, me and wife talk about this, that we went too soft. Yeah, you know what I mean. Just like, uh-huh. did we really? I've been trying to talk talk about this mental toughness thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, right yeah. now, it's just hilarious because like it's like hot outside. They're like, can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> What's the point? I'm going back inside. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't matter what it is. I'm like, I'm like, your mind can tell, can go, you know, is telling you this. Your body can go way farther than that. You know. <laughs> I'm trying to like give him the pump <laughs> yeah. up speed. Yeah. Hey, Dave. Yeah, John. You know, starting the summer off on the right nutritious foot. Oh, listen. It's not always easy, you know? Yeah, it's nearly August, John. A little. <sighs> That's crazy. No, it's okay. It's a little late. You're a little late on that one. But, yeah. you know. It's, well, it's never too late to start thinking healthy. Oh, I see and Athletic Greens AG1 formula is the easiest way to get your daily vitamins and minerals. Today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens, the health and wellness company that makes comprehensive daily nutrition really, really, really? ridiculously simple. Oh, I thought you were going to say really no, again. There's only yeah. two. Ridiculously okay. simple. Yeah. yeah. Especially when on tour. Yep. Dates available at johnmcl.com. <laughs> and away from home, we also have VIP packages. <laughs> Getting good sleep and healthy meals can be harder and harder and harder to come by, Dave. Uh, I just wish you were going on tour soon. That's why we turned to AG1 by Athletic Greens, the category-leading superfood product that brings comprehensive and convenient daily nutrition to everybody. Now, to help each of us be at our best, they simplify the path to better nutrition by giving you one solution that includes all the best things for you. Whether you're on the road, John's touring this fall, That's or right. in the studio, I'm making the music, or sitting in the pickup line at school, Athletic Greens will help you stay healthy while on the go. 
Just one tasty scoop of AG1 contains, let me tell you, Dave, okay, 75 vitamins, minerals, okay. and whole food sourced ingredients, okay. including okay. a multivitamin, a multimineral, okay. a probiotic, green superfood blend, and more in one convenient daily serving. Jeez. The special blend of high-quality, bioavailable, coolest word ever maybe, mm-hmm. ingredients in a scoop of AG1 work together to fill the nutritional gaps in your diet, support energy and focus, aid with gut health and digestion, and support a healthy immune system, effectively replacing multiple products or pills with one healthy, delicious drink. Just so one. join the movement of musicians who are on tour and yep. making their music. <laughs> Athletes, dads, soccer moms, rookies, you name it, that are taking ownership of their daily health and nutrition. To make it even easier, Athletic Greens is going to give you an immune-supporting, free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit athleticgreens.com slash dadville today. That's athleticgreens.com slash dadville to give AG1 a try and take control of your health what do you, what would you say that you as a dad like lie in bed at night consistently sort of like um worrying about for lack of a better way of saying that like I feel like I have my things that and maybe it's a double sided question like I have my things that I need on any given day with my daughters to feel like I was successful quote unquote as a dad that yeah. day you know and yeah. uh, and I have my things that I consistently lay in bed at night on any given night, being like, ah, I didn't really, I didn't nail this today, or I did, yeah. I did this this thing that I always do that I that I hate about myself, whatever. Yeah. Like, what are those things for you that you feel like you need to feel successful as a dad? Yeah, I think those things. I mean, just naturally, selfishly, however you would say, the things that I deal with most, you know. Like yeah, the, but I do think shame is a good is a good one probably i think about the most the idea of like um you know i'm always telling telling them it's okay to make mistakes Hmm. just like buddy everybody makes this is this is like if you can just greet a mistake in a friendly way wow like that would be that would change everything about your life you know wow um which which just i mean as an aside isn't it crazy to think that one of the first things we talked about today was the meetings where you saw what was wrong. You had to stand up in front of 70 people. Right. So yeah. it's, isn't that it's been, interesting? It's been hammered in. Yeah. 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 It's fascinating. And I think that, I think, so, I, you know, them, them understanding that their honesty, which I think mostly comes from that shame thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, I think those are the, those are the main things really that there's, it's funny because you look at your kids like I, in some ways, a couple like one of them, I'm like, I'm not really worried about this guy. This kid has, yeah, he loves people. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I, we can deal with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. See, he's going to have other challenges. Yeah. Sure. Like, it's not gonna be he's that. not going to be competitive. But, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. because, because it's for a good reason. He just doesn't really want to beat anybody. Right. Right. You know, right. but like then there, you have this, um, the other thing where like, I have a, I have one kid that is just like the, like Will Ferrell kind of like, he's a frat guy. He's like going <laughs> to probably play baseball. You know what I mean? Like he's, a, he's, a, <laughs> hold on, hold on. everyone I loves like, him. I like that you're. <laughs> Media association with frat guys is baseball, right? I mean, it's like it's. I mean, it's it's. It's You know what I mean? The guy from Florida, he's got a gold chain. Yeah, he's like that guy. It's just like, and but everybody likes him. He's he charms all his teachers, all that kind of stuff. But he's gonna do exactly what he wants to do because he has no shame. Yeah, yeah. You know, his ultimate confidence. Yes, you know. Yes. yes. So it's a totally different battle, I would say. With that, is like trying Mm -hmm. to go like, man, you still have to like. There's some boundaries to this. You know, it's it's. I mean, we talk about this with so many guests that come on, but. It's really hard managing 
especially have numerous kids where one is a lot like you, which is like <laughs> wonderful in some ways because you're like, we speak exactly, not just the same language, like diction, yeah. like <laughs> accent. It is exactly yeah. the same thing. So I get every move you're making, which is going to trigger a lot of things in me, but I also get it. I so get it's it, like, yeah. you know, I know how to communicate. Yeah, yeah. But then you have one that's maybe like a little like your wife and then you got so the, you don't understand at all, which is really <laughs> fun, but also super confusing. Right. And it's just so, it's like, you know, so much of the counsel we get in, you know, talking to people on this podcast is just how much attention you have to pay. Just yeah. like, yeah. and to your point, which is so beautiful, is to have some sense of similarity and standards, but in a way that honors who they are. That sure. isn't too much like, well, your brother did that this fast. Right. It's like, well, right. I can't run as fast. As it, well, learn how to do it. It's right. Like, well, yeah. I'm that, that's not, that's not yeah. going to work. Right. So really having the, you know, which I think sometimes in our society that I do think even in all of us that grew up when we did, it, it can feel a little like soft because you're like, you got to, these kids have got to get out there and learn how to live. And it's like, yeah. okay, well, hold on there, Tex. Yeah, like, right. you know, <laughs> like it's a different yeah. world. But it is, it is such a tricky thing to sort of know how to, you know, manage each of those ones when one's probably like you, one's probably a little like your wife, yeah. and especially with three, you, then you got the wild card that you're kind of like, I don't know what to right. do with you, yeah. or you, you know, and you know, y'all yeah. have two, but one could be nothing like, you know, mm-hmm. you're just always kind of looking at them going like, okay, and then they change. Sure. And you're like, well, I had the script. What do I do now? Yeah. yeah, like yeah. this is yeah. not, no, this is not how, you don't come home and say that happened at school. You're the right. kid, we don't have to worry about that. Right. And it's like, okay, <laughs> sure. well now I got to, okay, honey, let's sit down and learn how to manage all this yeah. stuff. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's always it's fun it's fun. Both my wife and I are very uh just like outward processor people. Oh wow. So it's really fun to have like you know, the oldest is that way, which is great. So like I, I feel like we're really if you're willing to talk about it, we can get out of get it out. Yeah, of, you know? yeah, yeah, so yeah. We have a, I've got plenty of story time for you that we can like, yeah, do yeah, this. Yeah. Um and it and the challenge is more the ones that don't you yeah, know, like it's yeah. it's you know, the the frat kid kid is like he just <laughs> You know, like he has no interest in talking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, and it's not because he just doesn't, he doesn't have the need to. Yeah. Like he'd rather just watch that movie because oh, it's yeah. fun. Yeah. Know, oh, yeah. Candy's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that's basically, you know, yes. I mean, there's nothing under the surface of it. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, that's what it is. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's more the challenge is to try to like, you know, how do you get to that place if there's not a relatable, you know, thing to talk about that, that goes there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's been the most fun thing so far to me as a parent has been this story time thing. Like I've gotten into this real routine mm. with like telling them real stories. Oh, wow. And I'm way out of stories now. Like way <laughs> like out. Like you mean real stories of About my your life. life. And yeah, so we yeah. play this game. <laughs> I'm like, you can pick any number between zero and 40 basically. And they pick a number and I try to think of a number, like a oh, story from that I age. I love this. That's a great yeah. idea. What a great idea. And, but what's bad is a seven year old, not bad. It's awesome. The seven year old now knows every story of my life it's unbelievable better than i do he's like oh no no that's not how it went you, it was yeah, like yeah, this yeah, you know? yeah. um but it's cool now because like the the four-year-old now is is part of that thing so he's hearing them and i make the seven-year-old listen again i'm like yeah yeah sorry yeah. he doesn't yeah. know the story yeah, yeah yeah um but that's been really really fun mm. because obviously there's a lot of failures in there yeah you know yeah, i think that's yeah. probably something that you know is I think that we're pretty good at, which is it's something that I, I don't know that my parents were, but just like that being able to say you're sorry, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Switchfoot guys, like I always look at their like brotherhood is like the most mm-hmm. amazing thing. They like their parents and everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. What yeah, is yeah, wrong yeah, with yeah, these yeah. people? There's you know, I mean, you're like, like no, there's, there's, there's something, something wrong there. here. And there <laughs> is a cult or you're yeah, like, exactly. Exactly. And I, and I remember I asked John that I was like, dude, what is the secret here? Yeah. Like, what did your parents do right? He goes, they were the first to apologize. Jeez. 
And I was like, oh, that's <laughs> going to be hard. <laughs> <laughs> Your first response. Well, uh, never mind. I guess. Uh, is there we'll anything I can. Is there like a payment plan for that? or <laughs> You um, just put money in a counseling right? jar. <laughs> yeah. They'll figure it out later. <laughs> but that has been. You see how powerful it is when it happens. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like when you say, man, I really screwed that situation yeah. up. And, yeah. I, and here's why. I was yeah. really worried about what these other people think. And that yeah. was not smart of me. Yeah. And this, I put that on you. And what? And then they're just eyes open. Like, it's it's some, like, tractor beam. Oh, thing, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so that's been really fun. In those story yeah. times, do you kind of always have an eye? I mean, which you don't have to. I'm not inferring this. But do you, when, you know, they say 17, you're like, all right, are you, are you, are you sort of like, teacher dad moment trying to keep an eye on like how can i maybe bring in some or you just kind of not really i just try i mean at first i was just trying to think of stories that involve poop (laughs) you know what i mean like it was like what are they gonna like (laughs) yeah what's gonna trend well (laughs) yeah (laughs) and that's the ones they tell they've told many people now like oh do you know dad pooped his pants one time you know, that's their like intro to me. You walk in and you're like, why are all the dads staring? Like, they're looking at me like I'm like, I've got a problem. But yeah, so that that's how it's, I mean, it really how it started, just trying to come up with entertaining things. Yeah, that, okay. You know, yeah. They would okay. be like, um, but it is crazy how much it's like, even in the story like that, you know, like a yeah. kind of famous story where I did it in college, I pooped my pants on a date <laughs> and uh, wow. go into it later, but um, <laughs> some other time. Um, but, but, that even that it's like why didn't i just go home you know but like i'm at this date and i'm i'm literally trying to like make it through the date even With, though it's happened i just pull no. i'm wearing khakis and i've got a button up oxford shirt on you know like and i literally just untuck it so it covers the brown spot on my khakis <laughs> that that kind of i feel like just knowing that says so much about your first like oh, it's like we can't gonna, let them know can't let them know we're finish this date. that's right <laughs> <laughs> we're, I mean, Reinhardt's aren't quitters. That's right. We're not. We're sticking. We're going to this movie. And we're oh gonna, my we're gonna gosh. Like it. Um, anyways, but so amazing. it comes around to those kind of things of like, hey, anytime you, that happens, just go home. Just tell. Yeah. Just yeah. tell people. It's, it's part yeah, of life. That's, it's yeah. awful. It's, yeah. That's the lesson. Just like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the lesson for life. <laughs> Dude, how did How did you come up with that idea of like pick a number between me and um, zero? And- I think actually, I think my dad was doing it with them. First. Oh wow. Yeah. And it, and so he has this he has a thing he has all these like, he collects like pencils and stuff from places he's been like little oh, memorabilia wow. things and so he he oh, was wow. doing that kind of thing like, like okay pick a pencil, a pencil and tell yeah me, I'll tell oh, you about that city so or where it was such a great idea I'm gonna do that with my girls I, the only problem with me is I just don't remember a lot it's really embarrassing like just well it's it loose it's lo- it's like when they say seventeen I'm like well might have been fifteen might have been twenty it's but loose. it's yeah. close you know the rules are asterisk it's yeah, loose it's it's not <laughs> it's story time it's it doesn't loose. have to be that accurate but, that is amazing uh, yeah it's all I mean I, and and I try to tell stuff about their mom too like that's really fun. Yeah, because yeah. there's just nothing like that. Like she can tell them, but if I tell them oh, yeah. about how like amazing it was, she did this thing. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, or if she fell or something like that. Like, yeah, yeah, Just yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. super intriguing to them of understanding that how that all works. Oh yeah, like super mom. Yeah, the I just I'm what? like, well, they they're in the age, you know, they think they're the, where the boy girl thing is like a oh like, yeah, you know, boys yeah, are really strong, yeah, yeah, girls, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I'm like, listen, dude. You need to know. This yeah. is, your mom is way stronger than me, way tougher. Oh, I was gosh, like, you have dude. no idea. Oh, that's not yeah. even. And, and I was telling him, I was like, your mom was giving birth to three kids. I was like, that's the most, one kid, I was like, that is the strongest thing anybody can do, toughest thing people yeah. can do in yeah, this yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they were like, well, I mean, not as tough as like Hulk. You know, <laughs> not as tough as like, they, were, I mean, they really are like, my seven year old's obsessed with um, a pack. 
because he because of Batman, I think that's oh. how it started. But like we'll be in the mall and we're walking by Abercrombie Fitch, you know, some guy on there. Yeah, he's yeah. like, he's like, Dad, look at that pack. <laughs> oh, like a six pack. <laughs> yeah, he's like, why don't you have a pack like the that? Pack. Literally, I was drinking a Diet Coke a few weeks ago, and he goes, he goes, why are you drinking that? It's bad for you. And I was like, I know it's bad for me, but just like occasionally, I really like it. Just yeah. whatever. He goes, that might be why you don't have a pack. No. My kids last week, this is like one of the, my wife laughed so hard in front of me at this. We're sitting there and she goes, uh, Sam, our little five-year-old shameless one, he's, he's, I mean, I love this about him, but it drives us crazy sometimes. But she's like, Sam, tell tell Daddy what uh, you said in the car today. And he was like, what did I say? She's like, remember about Mr. Reed, our friend? And he goes, oh, yeah. And I mean, no, looks at me in the eyes, like, without blinking. It's like, oh, yeah, I just told Mommy, like, uh, you know, Mr. Reed, he's like a builder. He's like he's like a builder. He's like a strong builder. And Dad, you're more like funny. And I was like, <laughs> why can't I be Wait, both? what? And I literally said, I'm yeah. not a builder. He's like, no. He's like, you're like, but you're funny. And I was like. <laughs> I mean, I like you. Don't get me wrong. But just hey, to be honest. Hey, thanks for the work you do. But yeah, you're not building anything. You build yet. up to a punchline. <laughs> I, literally, I literally made jokes. I was like, so how about building a career? And of course, he's already left the room. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Following <laughs> him, trying to prove. You know, I was like, <laughs> look at this yearbook. Look what I built this from. Okay, look at this nerdy kid. Uh, dude, thank you for being on. So we, so we always do uh, a couple of questions at the very end. I'll ask uh, the first one. Okay, so what is the one thing you want your boys to know? Mm. Just that I love them no matter what they do. Mm. I think that's it. It's, um, well, I've been telling them that. Like, we've gotten a real habit of it. I'll tell them, I'm like, hey, you know I love you. It doesn't matter what you do. I'll love you forever. That's that. Wow. And so I think hopefully that sticks somewhere if it's 10 years yeah. down the road when they've made the mistake. So you they, make sure you say that too. Not I'll just say I love you, but yeah. oh, I love I'm that. like, even if... Um, and their, and their mom's really good at it too. She's mm-hmm. kind of like, so I, I feel like they, they kind of roll their eyes when they say it back to us now to the point where it's just like, hopefully that means you've memorized this. That's right. You know, That's right. Like, when it, when the mess, when that mistake hits, you're going to know, like I can go home and tell them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, cause inevitably that's going to happen. And I just want them to know we're there when it does. When yeah. you get a call for the poop pants. That's right. Come get them. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. You get kicked out of college like a granddad. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be here for you. Oh my gosh. All right, last question. Uh, what do you want your kids to say at your funeral? Oh man, um, I like it. I I like the idea um, that they saw me make mistakes and take risks. Hmm. I really like that. Um, um, that would mean to me that we had the kind of relationship that they knew the good and the bad side. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and also that I'd never stopped living. I think, I think, I, I, one thing that I've taken away from like a lot, like Drew Holcomb is a good example, like has a really good, you know, family sort of mm-hmm. life. You oh know? Yeah. yeah. And not just his media, but like his dad and, and I think, I think it's hard for kids to listen to somebody, um, who doesn't like their life. Wow. You know what I mean? What I think, quote. I think there's something about it. Like if I, if I was to say, Hey, this is what you ought to do at, at some point they realize why, because you're miserable. Yeah. Like that doesn't, Man, what you're what saying is not the, right. so I think, I think keeping the priority, um, you know, on our marriage and our, and my life, my dreams and goals yeah. also alongside theirs, I think is really to me important yeah. to be believable. That yeah. is so wise. Jeez. Wise. I've never thought about that. 
I think that's always a trick with what we do. I mean, we kind of talked about this earlier when we were thinking about our time with you is like how you navigate that sort of, I mean, John Acuff says this all the time about when he travels, he's a business author, friends of ours, friend of ours, but he, but his wife scolded him one time basically and was like, cause he'd get anxious before he left and like, yeah. he's got two girls and, and he'd say, well, okay, daddy's got to go work and he's got to go. And she, same thing with Drew and Ellie, they do this, but like, you know, finally his wife was like, they, you are making them anxious. They right. are reading you. Right. And why don't you instead, which I know Drew and Ellie do, like, hey, I get to go play shows. Like, yeah. I get to go write songs. I get to daddy. This is what I love. This yeah. is what I love. Yeah. And, and I've never, that's such a great, what a great thought. Like, yeah, you're, you, it is hard to listen to someone give advice when the, you don't, and you're like, you just seem kind of miserable. Yeah, I mean, that, that, I think that's, yeah, it's tough. And well, I think we always underestimate how much our kids, or just kids in general, watch your actions. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I'll just speak for myself. I tend to focus on what, like on any given moment, like, okay, here's where I need to say something to them. Hmm. And not that they don't ever listen to what we say, but I mean, 95% of it is they're observing what you're doing, your actions, your body language, your interaction with your spouse, et cetera, your interaction with, you know, your relationship with work, all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, 5% is what you're saying. But if those two things don't line up, then, you know, they, yeah. it's not, you're not going to fool them. They just can see it. The, the, if you, if I feel like when I'm, I catch myself, like, I'm telling you this thing, but I'm really not telling it, telling it because for you. I'm, I'm saying this because I'm actually worried about what other people are going to think yeah. about us in yeah. this scenario. Yeah. Right. And you right. know that. Yeah. yeah, like <laughs> so, so dumb sitting here trying to convince you of really like I I've got the problem. Hmm. I'm worried about mm-hmm. all these things. Like how do I separate those two? And I, and they really pick up on the worry more than they do whatever you're saying. Yeah, so true. So um, true. If there's one thing that I have learned, like the number one thing that I've learned from doing this podcast, it is that most of my anxiety about my kids has to do with just my own mm-hmm. stuff, you know. And most of the time, they're fine. Yeah. And I'm putting on this whatever scenario, this this issue that I have, probably from my childhood, I'm putting onto this scenario where they're like, No, I'm fine. You know. Yeah. I'm playing by myself, but I'm fine. Yeah. Is that you know, is that okay? Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's that's huge with, with my wife. It's like she can tell when I'm being that way, I can tell where she is. Yeah. You know? it's, it's, yes. it's a great mirror in that way. Um to be like I I think I don't think this is really about them right yeah. now. Right. Well, you know, her, we had Herb Street on a couple of weeks ago, and he's and he was saying about sports. He's like, you know, just being a dad, trying to navigate, like, you know, this is their life. They're not living my story. I'm living my story. Like, right. they are okay, and I don't need to put all of my stuff on them. They lost the game, and like, bro, are you okay? Or, or like, <laughs> yeah. we need to have and he's like, right. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Like, you sure you're okay? <laughs> yeah. No, I got to push through this. Yeah, there's I pain got, in there. There's, there's I can pain. tell. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Well, dude, thank you for being on. Dude, thank, course, you, thank you. Great thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Dead fish.